0: Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to EvolveNetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co. established 1977 have personal and domestic water filters which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting alkaline ionized mineral water which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals and bacteria so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP-1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Watersco was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984 and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage at petevans.com to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Mara, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, brother? Good, thank you.: So good to have you here, guys I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to learning all about uh, what it is that you practice and you teach in relation to the CSF, and I'd love for you to uh, actually explain to that. Explain to our listeners and our viewers and, and especially me, what those three letters mean and why it's so important that we actually understand what they are.
1: Yeah, thanks for um, thanks for inviting me. Um, The CSF is the cerebrospinal fluid. So cerebro, um, sort of head and brain, uh, spinal uh, spine and fluid. So um, it's the fluid that's actually in the middle of our brain. It goes all the way down our spinal cord. Uh, it um, provides it goes it's on the outside of our brain it's on the outside of our spinal cord it goes all the way down to our sacrum. So if you imagine your brain and spinal cord almost like the brain being like a, a buoy um, in in the ocean and uh, the spinal cord being that like that little you know the little um, uh, uh, chain that goes down and is fixated to the to the sand or something like that, Literally, the 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 buoy would be the brain, the chain would be the spinal cord, and all the fluid around it would be like the fluid of the ocean. But it's that's in the middle of our that's in the middle of our skull. That's actually in the middle of our of our um, of our body, and the brain, just like a buoy, is actually suspended in this fluid. So if you can imagine that um, as you as you kind of move around, that this fluid is actually providing like a like a like a bit of a a a buoyancy shock absorption system. Uh, But also, you know, just as I'm I'm sort of sitting here, um, you can also imagine that my brain is actually there's tiny little micro movements of my brain that are kind of going up and down. Right. Like a, a little a little buoy that's bouncing up and down with the tides of the of the ocean so that it's just the fluid in that is totally supporting our central nervous system, our brain and, and spinal cord. And that's what those words mean.
0: So it's important. Let, I get it. It's, it, it's important. But um, how did you become aware of it? And, and why is it so important for us? And, um, and we'll get into, I guess, practices and things that um, you've discovered over the years and, and how to treat um, people that um, using this, and and I'm I'm keen on the techniques, but we'll get into that a little bit later on, but how did you come to learn about cerebral spinal fluid, and what type of doctor are you? You know, let's get into that, and why did you get into medicine? For sure.
1: Um, Yeah, you know, what's interesting is we didn't really know why this fluid was important up until maybe about, uh, I'd say, 15 years ago, to be honest with you. Um, And it's really been recent research that has uh, elaborated and expanded on why this fluid is actually important. And what I can guarantee you and all your listeners is that um, there is going to be an explosion of information coming out uh, in regards to this fluid because so many people are looking at it from so many different, um, different walks of life. And so I can almost assure you that this is going to become people are going to know about it just like they know about, you know, my my blood, for instance, they're going to know about the cerebrospinal fluid. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring an awareness to this fluid, but also try to start practices of this, you know, try to start practices that can actually help people. Move this fluid and help clean this fluid, and 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 uh, almost like a river in the middle of your body, you know, allow the flu- the fluid to flow. Um, so what I do, I'm a physical medicine and rehabilitation physician, and that's um, in in the United States, it's physiatry. And what we do is we really look at function of the human being and how to maximize function. So it doesn't matter if you um, if you have, you know, chronic elbow pain or shoulder pain or it doesn't matter if you're missing a limb or two limbs or three limbs. It doesn't matter if you have a stroke, whatever happens to you in life, through life, whatever that might be, seeing where you are. And what are some of the goals, the functional goals that you'd like to be able to do? I'd like to be able to walk. I'd like to be able to play with my grandchildren or children. I'd like to be able to hold my child, like be able to garden, work, whatever it might be. And then we work individually with the patient um, to help them attain those, those goals. It might be through prescribing medication. It might be through injections. It might be through appropriate referrals to specialists, whatever it might be. Um, but we we really try to maximize function. what I've done over the last uh eight nine years is kind of hone out a, a specialty of what I call um, non pharmacological non interventional pain management. so you can imagine a lot of people with brain injuries or strokes or um, missing limbs um, or even people who have gone through surgery or don't want surgery that they're living in some sort of pain and that is affecting their function in some way. And so um, I work with a group of uh, therapists, whether they're psychologists, physical therapists, occupational therapists, and essentially we work as a team to help patients maximize their goals, maximize their function, increase their quality of life, and at the end of the day really decrease suffering because a lot of these patients are suffering, not only with the pain, but the, uh, the sequelae of what the pain brought, or maybe what the stroke brought, you know, they don't feel like they're so as functional as they used to be, or they can't, you know, walk as fast or do the things that they want to do. So there's a part of them that feels like it's missing. So we, 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 we really work on trying to maximize that function. But as you, as you can imagine, also, as we start to decrease that, the suffering that's present and, and, and their function actually starts to increase just because they feel like they're more in life. Um and so, you know, I got into medicine because of the old cliche, you know, I love to 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 help people and I love to uh to to understand the makings of the human body. Um and how we became physical physical beings. How a, you know, how a single-celled organ, how a single-celled egg became this totally complex, multidimensional, uh multicellular organism that can talk and speak and eat various foods, my favorite food being pizza, and um, you know, can actually enjoy it, can look at it and 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 smell it and share it with somebody and taste it and and re- and rejoice in this experience of 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 life. Um, and so there's so much that, you know, that there's so much that goes into that um and so you know that's really why 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 I went to, into medicine and you know there's so many different paths in medicine and I was always very um very intrigued by the process of research by why things happen right like why how does this work or what's the mechanism by by which this happens? And so when I was thinking of what to do, uh, one of my mentors recommended what they call a, an MD-PhD program. So you actually do uh, two years of your medical degree, you stop, you go, in, you go into the lab and you do a PhD and then you stop, you finish your PhD and then you go back and do, and do medicine. And, um, I became interested in the cerebrospinal fluid during this process because, um, I was in a research lab doing cancer and I met my, my then wife and she was like, Hey, you know, you, you don't really seem like you're so passionate about this work. Like you kind of seem depressed. Why don't you take some time off? And so. I at first I was really resistant to it because I'm like you know I, I can't take time off. I'm mean, it's really intense program. She finally convinced me to 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 ask ask the mentor, ask the director, and he said, yeah, sure. You know you you want to take time off. Uh, this is a good time period. You know the next school year doesn't start until August. Why don't you you know why don't you take some time think about what you want to do? And so uh, together we actually traveled to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and we studied some healing arts like polarity therapy um it turned out to be craniosacral therapy as well but these healing arts that were uh that were designed in a very multidisciplinary perspective the 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 you know the 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 doctor who sort of brought polarity therapy to the world was Dr. Stone. He was a, he was an osteopath. He was a naturopath. He was a chiropractor. He would always try these manipulations and say, you know, I do these manipulations and they wouldn't hold and then had to look at the energy of the system and, and had to look at nutrition and movement and thought and kind of put it together in this very kind of holistic healthcare perspective. And it was actually during one of the, um, one of the sessions where one of the teachers suggested that we do Hey, let's just, let's try this modality called craniosacral therapy. And essentially what it is, is, you know, you're lying on a table, you're lying on like a massage table. And at that point, what we were told to do is just put your hands under the cranium, see what happens. I'm like, I was like, you know, I was the skeptic of the group. So I was like, you know, this is BS. (laughs) Like, this is not, Like what, like, what is this? Right. Like, uh, and um, so I was the first who goes, you know, who, who, who got the session and I just started feeling something and I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, what is this? That curiosity, you know, that sort of openness and curiosity comes up and I'm like, oh, this is my heartbeat. Right. And it kind of felt like this pulsation kind of felt like a like a, like a fluid pulsation, right? If you can imagine, this was like, I was like, Oh, that's my heart, right? My heart beating blood, right? Just totally like, Oh, so, you know, so here I am. Right. So if you can imagine, right, I've done two years of medical school. So I have all this anatomy in me. I have this physiology in me. I did. I'd, I already did six months plus eight months of research at Harvard. Um, plus I'd spent three years in the lab before then at, at, at UCLA so I had a fairly good like in you know in, inquisitive and a- analytical mind and you know I palpate my radial artery to see okay let me see if this pulsation is the same as my heartbeat and it wasn't it was to- totally different right and then I go oh well then it's slower oh so it's my respiration there. and so I just kind of like monitor my breath and I go oh, it's slow but it's." still not my respiration. And I go, oh, wow, what is this? And I felt like, so I'm, so, you know, imagine like I'm sitting there and it feels like something is like, there's this sort of like pumping mechanism that's occurring, but it's almost like a, like, like an uprising, I guess, if you would, if you would call it, right. Kind of like an uprising. And I felt it coalescing in the middle of my brain. Then you know, I've never had any experience. N- nobody has talked. I've never, you know, never had any.
0: I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit EvolveNetwork.tv. That's EvolveNetwork.tv. We'll see you there. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical, or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions, or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.